Hey, it's Brandon here and I have some big news. Seven Figure Millennials is now beyond curious. I am so excited for this new brand and I would highly encourage you to go check out episode number 140 for all of the juicy details. But as a teaser for episode 140, the central question for Seven Figure Millennials, the original show from the beginning was, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? I spent over 1,000 hours researching this question and published 139 episodes. And after all of that, I have an answer. And I put together that answer in a legit masterclass that weaves together clips from previous guests all to answer that question. So if you wanna hear my answer, the why behind Beyond Curious and the vision moving forward, go check out episode number 140. But you are here listening to this episode, which I know is amazing, but I would just highly recommend you also check out episode number 140 for the full explanation behind the rebrand. All right, here's your episode. Well, hello there, my friend, and welcome to today's episode of Seven Figure Millennials, where together you and I are choosing to do things differently. You and I are choosing, we are committing to prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships while building a business that creates a meaningful impact in the lives of the people that we love and generating the wealth for us to design a beautiful life on our terms. And if you are here listening to my voice right now, and this is the first time you've ever heard my voice, I just want to say welcome. Super excited to have you here. And if you're a returning listener coming back every single week, you know how much I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day, even if you're running, if you're biking, if you're washing dishes, if your hands are full of soap, (laughs) to taking that time out of the day to expand and grow. It really means so much that you are doing that because every single week I put a lot of time, energy, and effort into finding incredible people that are making a massively positive impact in the world and pulling out their best insights so that I can support you to do the exact same. And today's amazing, amazing human I get to introduce you to, his name is Charles Bird. And I'll read Charles's bio in just a bit, but before I get to that, I wanna tell you three things to look forward to in today's episode. The first is how to build value first relationships that lead to recurring revenue from endless qualified leads and specifically look out for what Charles teaches about embedded partnerships. So freaking cool. The second thing I want you to look out for is something that Charles calls the power of the ping. And this will teach you how to be top of mind and build deeper relationships every single day. And number three, look out for what Charles talks about Small talk is the big talk and how to leverage the first three minutes of your next Zoom meeting to help you book more partnerships, clients, and referrals. And at this point, you're probably wondering who the heck is Charles Bird? Well, I have his official bio and his incredible background, but that's not what's super important. What you really need to know about Charles is his proven record of helping others create super profitable joint venture partnerships. Not only is he one of the most connected people in the online space, he knows how to help you set up lucrative promotional deals the same way that him and his clients and students are using to book multi seven figures in new business. Yes, he knows how to help you get qualified leads without you needing to do paid advertising or the need for complicated funnels. And I'm sure that is absolutely music to your ears. And if you want to grow your business, Charles is definitely one to pay attention to. His work on relationships, joint ventures, and frictionless systems have been featured in Forbes, ABC News, SiriusXM, Funnel Magazine, and 
The Science of Success, and his new book called Internet Marketing Secrets is an Amazon bestseller. So there you go. That is all the incredible things I have to say about Mr. Charles Bird, and it was just so much fun talking to him because his brain works very similar to mine in the terms of relationship building, but doing it in a way that there's a system behind it. And so I'm super excited to introduce you to my friend, Charles Bird. If you had to pick between A, making a ton of money, B, being happy, healthy, and surrounded with people you love, or C, making a meaningful impact on the world, which would you choose? The good news is that today we don't have to choose. So the question is, how can entrepreneurs like you and me, who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the 7 Bigger Millennials Podcast. Mr. Charles Bird, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you here, my friend. Thank you so much, Brandon. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And I'm so excited to dive in today. And we've known each other for about each other, I guess I should say for several years now. I just for fun, I looked up the first email I got looped on with you was December 27, 2018, where I was working with Jonathan Levy and you guys did a JV promo together. And so it's kind of funny how things have come full circle. And, you know, we met Canning's recently reconnected us. And as I've done my research, it's been fun to see the overlap between you and all the other incredible humans that I love. I saw you were on Dan Cashel's show and Michael Roderick and Ron Friedman and Marusha Murphy. So we're going to dive into all things JV's relationship building, but I thought we'd start in a super fun spot. So when we reconnected several weeks ago, I'd shared some of my core values for you and what success means for me. And one of the things that you did immediately was pull up a video of your daughter at the skate park. <laughs> and I know you were a, a VP at a billion dollar software company and today a world renowned JV expert. And it's not typically things that you would associate with a skateboarder. And I know you're a skateboarder yourself. So I would love for you to tell me a little bit about and share a little bit about how you got into skateboarding <laughs> and, and, and why that's a big part of your life. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So um, since the age of 10, I remember um, it was probably somewhere around Christmas and my mom had gotten us these little kind of penny boards, like the the small little skateboards. And uh, one of her friends was like, return those. Here's what you go buy. And so we bought like, uh, we'll call them more real skateboards. And uh, <clears throat> I was basically hooked. So I've been skating since I was 10 years old. Uh, I don't get out all the time, but even um, two weeks ago, uh, I was out skating at the uh, Napa skate park with my daughter. And usually she's riding an electric unicycle because we ride one wheels and unicycles um, that are battery powered and very fast and fun. Um, but she wanted to learn how to ride the half pipe, which I've been trying to talk her into for a long time. <laughs> so um, and then she was learning to pump, but yeah, I've, uh, grew up skating, um, at big parks back in Southern California, street skating, um, just thousands of hours on a, on a skateboard. So, uh, again, I, I'm not going out all the time, but it comes in phases and, uh, I can still do my little battery of, of tricks, uh, at the park, the grinds, rock and rolls airs and things like that. Um, so it it's fun. And uh, every year my wife and I go to Burning Man, there's a whole skate park there. So it's, uh, it's fun to get out and um, do those tricks while the coping's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's funny i could i would assume most dads are trying to get their daughters and sons away from the skate park but you're pushing them into the skate park and making them do crazy tricks my experience with skateboarding is tony hawk pros the the, the playstation 2 game <laughs> with like whatever that was that's my experience and i have a longboard but i i just think it's so great that not only have you built a life where you get to do that with your daughter and and pursue passions yourself but uh also that you're you're still in alignment with who you always were as a as a 10 year old i guess getting the, those penny boards so i was curious to ask thank you for indulging me <laughs> but oh, yeah. let's let, let, let's continue on with more uh, of an origin story that's not about uh, skateboarding. If it's all right with you, I'd love to kind of go a little bit more of that got you into how where you are today. And so, like I alluded to before, and people know you worked for a software company for lots of years, and you were you were you kind of as you, I heard you describe, you had some golden handcuffs, uh, <laughs> and you were working out of a Starbucks near your house, and you got a call from your mom. I'd be curious for you to share what happens next from there. Oh yeah, so uh, <clears throat> again. 15 years, Silicon Valley, um, enjoyed what I did most of the time, depending on, because there's always reorgs and, and things like that. It, it feels like security, but it's very much not. Um, and I'd wanted to start a company for a while. One of the, one of the business ideas I had that I assembled a team of 10 that we actually worked on for a while was, um, uh, a company that, would film you going through a snowboard park. And then at the end of the day, it would give you a, a video back of, of mm. all your stuff. Um, but in any case, it's very hard to get a real business going while you're working full time. And um, so, yeah, I was working at the Starbucks by my house. Phone rang. It was my mom. And she had that serious tone in her voice. So I thought maybe one of the kids she adopted from Sierra Leone were having trouble in school or something. But it wasn't that. She'd been in a minor car accident the day before. She thought she was pressing the brake, but wasn't and hit the car in front of her. And then that day she was reaching for a fork and physically kept missing it by six inches, mm. which uh, alarmed them, took her to the hospital and found she had two stage four brain tumors. And I remember walking in the side door of my house. like I could barely walk in the house to tell my family that it was like a truck hit me. Um, and we piled in the car, drove down to central California to be with her going into brain surgery that very night. Um, and basically I, most of the year moved the family to my mom's to take care of her. Um, and my, my mom lived one year to the day from when I got that call. And what it really crystallized for me is that life is short. If there's an impact you want to make there's a quality of life you want for your family, for yourself, who you want to be working with, um, the kind of life you really want to live, now is the time to engineer and execute on that because tomorrow is not guaranteed at all. And that, that gave me the clarity and confidence to say, you know, uh, enough of this corporate quote security, I'm going to start my own thing. Uh, much to the dissuasion of, of many, many around me. Uh, fortunately, my wife, when I was like, hey, I'm thinking of starting a company, she's like, go for it. I believe in you. I'm like, hell yeah, that was easy. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that support's very critical. I have friends whose wives didn't support them and they're still stuck in their job that they wanted to leave years ago. Um, but that gave me the confidence to just make a commitment to myself that I was going to figure it out. And I, um, 
that line in the sand of I'm doing this no matter what. Because initially I'm like, am I starting a company or am I going job hunting? I didn't, mm. I didn't know. Um, and uh, I had this piece of wood made that says, I can, I will, end of story. I'm mm. going to figure it out no matter what. And that level of commitment is what empowered me to dive in and start figuring it out, coming, coming in rather clueless on how to run a business. So it, it's, uh, it's learning, adapting conversations, buying programs, hiring coaches, always progressing forward. And, and like that, that meme of the trip to the moon, it's not a straight line, it's <laughs> digging and zagging. So anyway, that's, that's kind of the, the origin story. And if you want, I can get into the product I created and how that led to what I'm doing right now, but I figured I'd, uh, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. It's such a, it's a hard story, but you know, it's like, it's often those hard stories that cause us to make those big jumps. So I'm sure your mom is smiling and very proud of you for doing what you did and building the life for your family and the impact that you're creating. So thank you so much for, for sharing. And yeah, I would, I would love for you to continue exactly where you, you left off. Cause I think at least in, in some people's head, maybe hearing the bio, there's like, okay, we got a cool skateboarder guy who's running, doing half pipes with his daughter and he jumped from a billion dollar software firm and what happens next? <laughs> so, 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 so tell us besides, besides filming people with half pipes <laughs> and snowboarding, <laughs> what was the, what was the other thing that you did? <laughs> well, when it, when it came to determining what kind of business I wanted to create, I had some friends, a uh, college friend who had started a, a, a wooden sunglasses company. And that was my first peer friend that started a business. And I kid you not, even with a business degree, master's degree, it never even dawned on me that I could do that too until I saw one of my friends do it. I'm like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Um, and I was chatting with them about what kind of business to create and they guided me toward digital products. So uh, a light bulb went off over my head and I was like, oh, well, I'm already creating trainings. I already do work with video. I'm, I'm... So I felt like I had about 80% of the expertise to create a product. And my, my first product was a uh, low cost productivity course. And uh, basically, being new to the space, I didn't have any connections or a list. So I started going to a lot of events and connecting with people online and quickly found my new peer group of entrepreneurs already had my ideal clients in their communities. So I started setting up presentations to other people's audiences, delivering a high value training, and then offering that deeper dive course and started making sales and growing the list and making a positive impact. So I thought, since this is working, what if I take my IT and systems background and simplify and systematize the entire joint venture process, which I did. And eventually people wondered how I book two to six joint venture promotions to other people's audiences every week. And I was at a mastermind in Aspen and my phone's blowing up with texts and messenger messages and people knocking on the room door going, how the hell do you book so many of these? So I decided to put on my first high ticket event called Pure JV, uh, teaching businesses how to create a JV strategy, how to identify ideal partners, how to connect with those partners through warm channels, how to guide the conversations, my favorite part, to land the deals, 
and then operationally how to execute those deals along with turning each one into two or three more. And that's, that's what I've been doing ever since. Uh, I've helped six of my clients in the last year have done 1.5 to 6 million specifically from our work, enabling them to scale with JVs. I've 10 X businesses and, and I continue working with bigger and bigger companies. Like yesterday I landed a, a new client running five companies, hundreds of employees. Last Friday, I landed uh, a friend of mine running four eight-figure companies. So it, it just keeps ramping up and it's super empowering to take the framework I use, help them apply it in their market and get uh, amazing results. You can tell you've done a few of these interviews, Charles. Uh, I think anybody can listen to that. And and you're probably wondering, because Charles just planted the seed, how do you get two to six JVs booked per week, <laughs> which which would be the topic of the conversation I would love to kind of steer that 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 conversation towards. But so, so the way I kind of see this, Charles, is like there's some foundational concepts I'd love to kind of get a baseline understanding for our friends that maybe not don't have a full concept of, of JVs. But then I want to get to the super ninja level relationship building stuff that, that I, I selfishly want to learn a little bit more from you about. So before we jump into the super ninja ultra high level relationship stuff, let's talk a little bit more about some of the JV stuff. So, so you had talked about leveraging JVs to build your Evernote business. I think one of the kind of foundational topics is the difference between paid traffic and JV traffic and that, and, and explaining why those are so different and why someone might want to lead towards JV traffic instead of paid. Sure. Great uh, question. So when someone has a product or service, they need to get it in front of their ideal clients. And there's a few different ways to go about that. Uh, you can pay for traffic, meaning paying for Facebook ads, paying for Google ads. Uh, you can do content marketing where you're cranking out high quality content and people slowly start following you. Uh, that works well, but it can take more than a year to actually start driving traffic. And then there's joint venture traffic. And this is where uh, someone who already has an audience of your ideal clients um, brings you into the community and positions you as an authority. It, it's the difference in someone, uh, I'll just use an example of, you know, the people who add you on LinkedIn and you have no clue who they are. Um, they're, they're showing up at a one or two on your radar, if even that. Um, whereas, if if Brandon sends me an intro or Mike Keenig sends an intro, um, it's coming from a trusted source. So that intro shows up on your radar at a seven or an eight. So that transference of trust and authority is massive in getting people's attention and trust. Because if you're coming in cold, it can take months or years to build that trust. Whereas if I'm like, you've got to meet Brandon, the guy's freaking amazing. Um, we've checked that box and now they can uh, simply jump on a call with you and figure out positive ways to potentially work together. So um, the other big difference there is warm traffic, where there is that transference of trust and authority, converts two to three times, if not 20 times better than paid traffic. And it's also risk-free traffic. And what do I mean by that is um, I can spend a bunch of money on a Facebook ad campaign. There's zero guarantee those ads are going to work or they're mm -hmm. going to work the way I would hope they would. 
Whereas joint venture traffic, you only pay based on actual results on, uh, on sales made. So it makes it literally risk-free traffic in the sense that you're only paying commissions on actual sales you've made. Um, so it's also diversified traffic, meaning it's not just from one single traffic source. I have many clients who've come to me because uh, they were using Facebook, paying for traffic, and then their account gets shut down or an algorithm changes so their ad stops working. So their primary lead source uh, evaporates overnight where with joint ventures, each individual partnership, each individual referral partner are independent lead sources, meaning something could happen with one, but the other ones are right there. So um, it, it creates uh, a system where you're always getting leads, um, you're always growing the list, you're always serving people with a lot less risk. So much gold there. I just want to build on a few of it. One, if, you, if you're reaching out on LinkedIn and you're sending that crappy copy and paste message or not even telling, that may even be a negative, <laughs> maybe a negative, negative 10 on the, on the scale. So don't be sending that. But I love your approach, Charles. And this is why we're so aligned in so many things. It's because I love to build from first principles. Like what are the things that worked a hundred years ago and will continue to work a hundred years from now? And for all we know, like, you know, the world online as we know it today, like YouTube, Facebook may not be a thing, but if there's still humans around in a hundred years from now, they're still building relationships with each other and leveraging each other's partnerships to, to grow and solve creative problems. And I, I think that it's really, really cool that you've built this whole world where you are leveraging the core of what makes us human and that is connection and then building true relationships with them and leveraging that as opportunities to serve and create an even bigger impact. So I think that's super beautiful. Last kind of foundational concept, and then we can kind of get into the relationship building stuff. I know you talk about the different kinds of JVs. So if somebody's hearing this and they're like, man, that's really exciting. What are the different ways that I can use this? I would love for you to share some of the different types of joint ventures that people could be thinking about. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's important to do because a lot of people who aren't familiar with that term, think of it as like big businesses who have merged somehow. And it seems like corporate structure kind of stuff. Um, you can think of them more, there's different types of these, but as promotional partnerships. So um, the first JV approach is speaking to other people's audiences. So this could be um, having a partner mail their entire email list, inviting them to a presentation that you're putting on, a training you're putting on. Um, this could be being invited into someone's mastermind group to speak, um, or many people who have high ticket programs where they're guiding their clients through a process to get a specific result, um, you can set up presentations to those audiences, which actually are my favorite because they're already vetted high ticket audiences of people who take action. Um, so speaking to other people's audiences, that would be number one. Number two are referral partnerships. I love referral partnerships as well. Um, for any of you running businesses, uh, think of the easiest sale you ever got. My guess is they came from a referral because there's, again, that transference of trust and authority, and they're basically pre-sold. Uh, when you get on the call with them, all you have to do is not mess up the sale that's already been made. <laughs> um, so uh, referrals are a type of partnership. And in, in the work I do with my clients, 
uh, I show them two ways to leverage that. Number one, of course, referrals from clients. Um, and number two is referrals from peers. I get just as many referrals from peers as I do clients, which can, uh, it's, it's not surprising to get 15 referrals in a week because um, it's systematized. All of these approaches, uh, I've leveraged that IT and systems background. So they're, they're not one-off anomalies, they're by design. Um, so it, it brings consistent waves of referrals. Uh, my favorite kind of JVs are embedded partnerships. This is where part of or all of your product, service, or messaging are inside of other people's programs. Um, so as an example, I landed the biggest one of these I, I ever have uh, a few weeks ago, and it's basically taking my high-ticket consulting offer and putting the whole thing inside a high-ticket book publishing offer. So a friend of mine, she has a 110K offer to uh, publish a book, make it a New York Times bestseller, uh, build funnels into high ticket offers behind it. And my core offer of teaching businesses to create a JV strategy, identify ideal partners, how to land those deals, and the whole operational backend is baked into her offer. So every time she's making a sale, I make a sale. Um, or I have other ones where I have um, different trainings, my trainings on joint ventures inside of other people's programs. Like as an example, I'm the JV expert in Eben Pagan's virtual coach program, in John Asraf's winning the game of business program, in Yannick Silver's Maverick Mastermind, in Joe Polish's Genius Network, uh, actually in the new Founders Board Mastermind created out of War Room. I spoke at the final War Room. Mm. So this content is inside their portals and they become an ongoing lead source over time. Um, and you could also add one more at the end here, social JVs. These could be like podcasts, in, in, interviews, different lives, things like that, that you can spin up without a bunch of infrastructure and uh, just get in front of other people's audiences. Just if you are on the treadmill, if you are driving, if you have your hands wet with dish soap, <laughs> like like referral partnerships, JV JV webinars, embedded partnerships, social JVs, just so and the embedded partnerships is just so freaking cool. Like seriously, and I, I listened to another show you're on. Another incredible guest that's been on the show is Ron Friedman. So if you if you're thinking about um, you know, embedding your entire product or service, or I heard the example that you gave with Ron, it's like you have an email that goes out inside of one of his sequences that simply pushes his people to your people and vice versa. And so just like, that just blows my mind. Cause I think anybody can immediately see the value of that, where it's like, it could be something small, like somebody sending an email to their list, or it could be you're the go-to trusted leader inside of somebody else's offer. That's just super, super cool and insanely valuable. So um, maybe Charles, if it's cool with you, let's start diving into how people could actually do that. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, it, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I just I thought I thought a great start would be you have this concept where you talk about work from warm, um, and I think that so many people immediately think about okay, let me just go create a dream one hundred spreadsheet with with a hundred people 
with the first name being Tony Robbins and the second name being Russell Brunson. And how the hell do I reach out to these guys and add value to them? Um, but from, from what I've heard from your concept work from warm, it's not exactly that. I would love for you to share a little bit about how we can leverage the existing relationships that we have to, to start developing some of these incredible partnerships. Uh, right. So, um, yeah, I've personally never made one of those dream 100 lists, but the technique that I'll share here working from warm fully supports that idea. And I'll, I'll, I'll share how, so working from warm means, um, for, for some reason, there's a, a preconception that JVs involve you reaching out to a bunch of people who've never heard of you and you're just showing up out of left field. It's actually quite the opposite. We're, we're connecting with them through warm channels. Uh, I've certainly landed big JVs reaching out cold, but it took months instead of days because um, you have to win over that trust. Um, so number one, uh, what communities are your ideal partners in? Uh, so this could be following a specific leader or inside of a certain type of mastermind or Facebook group or LinkedIn group. Where where are your ideal clients? And of course, um, yeah, so you're looking at who your ideal clients are and who they're following and what groups those those kind of people are in. So uh, depending on on the topic, you're you're joining different Facebook groups, you're looking for specific industry type events to go to. Like one of the biggest ones in the online space is traffic and conversion. I mean, you go to an event like that, there's partner and client opportunities everywhere. There's thousands of people there. Um, the the even better ways to build relationships are at smaller events because um, it's it's certainly not a volume game when it comes to relationship building. It's it's building quality long term relationships. My approach is the opposite of transactional. We, we want to build long term strong relationships where we're in each other's corner and looking out for each other in systematic ways. And so um, ways you can connect to partners include warm introductions from friends, colleagues, clients you already know. Um, if you are in different masterminds or going to specific events, this gets you a layer closer because again, you're not reaching out cold. You're both at the same event. So it, it kind of, uh, you have that in common to start with. So if you're connecting with folks in those spaces, it, it, it works great. So this can be in person, this can be on Zoom calls. Uh, I'll share a, a very tactical technique of how to connect on a Zoom call as an example. And I'm referring to one where there's several people on, like it could be a mastermind call or a, a, some type of high ticket program or a event like that, where you can message people through Zoom. So uh, a technique that uh, has made me tens of thousands of dollars. I think in, in two months, I made about 65 grand from this next method. Um, so I'll, I'll share what that is. Let's say you're, uh, I'll use the internet marketing party as an example. My friend David Gonzalez puts that on. It used to be an in-person event. It is now again, but when the pandemic hit, he took that online. So there were 67 entrepreneurs on that call from a whole range of, of verticals and fields. And um, basically, if there's someone you know on the call, you can put your 
mouse over their picture, you'll see three little dots and you can private chat them. So you're not messaging everyone in the chat thread, but just them. And here's the exact language to use to do this. So let's say I see you on one of these calls, say, hey, Brandon, great to see you on. I'd love to hear what you're up to that has you excited up for jumping on a call. If so, feel free to share your booking link or here is mine. And then I pop my booking link in there. Um, that's simply one of those tools people can book through your calendar. And then if there's someone I don't know, let's say there's a, a woman named Jane on there you don't know and you'd like to, do the same thing. Private message, hey Jane, great to see you on. I'd love to learn more about you and who you serve. Up for jumping on a call? If so, feel free to share your booking link or here is mine. So out of those 67 people, I I uh, messaged a handful of folks and I, I lined up seven follow-up calls and three of them became clients and two of them became JV partners, um, all from one Zoom call. Uh, mm. So it it's having specific systems like that that are applied in consistent ways that are always generating new opportunities. And with partnerships, it's kind of like a, uh, a ping pong effect where if you're brand new, you are certainly not going to book a JV with Jeff Walker or Marie Forleo, but you can ping pong your way up the, the uh, food chain as it were. And the truth is you wouldn't even want to land a big deal out of the gate because you wouldn't be ready for it. Mm -hmm. um, you want to work from people a little further above you or peers. Um, so you're refining your presentation. You know what people's objections are. You, you've dialed in your offer. So it converts better and better. And um, having these things under your belt enable you to really succeed when you do hit the, uh, the, the high level partnerships. So brilliant. Guys, he literally just handed you the copy and paste script you can be using to be sending and building these relationships. And I, I think lots of people ask me too, it's like sometimes how do you get some of these big guests on the show? And the majority of the time when I have a big guest like a Kevin Harrington or something like that, like those don't come from, I just reached out to Kevin. It was like I had on one person and then they love the interview and introduced me to another person. So that like ping pong effect is so real. And like, if you're treating your relationships the, the right way in every step of the, the way, that's how these relationships ascend. So I think that it's it's so much more realistic than you may think. Like you may find very short, like I had on Kevin Harrington on episode like 41, like the show wasn't even a year old before somebody even referenced me to to someone like Kevin or I interviewed the guy that invented the cell phone. Like those those, those things just don't happen without these, these ways that Charles was sharing. And maybe it starts with reaching out to one person on a Zoom chat. So like everybody can literally take that and apply that right away. So let, let's, Charles, fast forward a little bit. Let's say someone did that, they reached out to them, they get on a call with them. And I heard you share something that I, I immediately, as soon as I heard you share this, I'm like, this is one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard. The small talk is the big talk. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit and how people can leverage that opportunity when they're hopping on a call with someone and kind of leverage that as an opportunity to develop the relationship and plant some seeds. Sure. So uh, as I started picking up high ticket clients, I, I needed to transfer what was working well for me so that they could do it. So I had to reverse engineer what I was actually doing. And I, I didn't realize I had uh, invented this invisible pitch without 
even noticing really. So I was like, what am I doing that's enabling me to book over and over and over so consistently? And one of the techniques that uh, I was using is taking the wins and um, basically momentum that you have in what you're doing. I'll, I'll give an example of how I do this personally, like if, if I were on a JV call uh, after this. Um, and then I'll, I'll give an early example of someone who's not super far along of how you can do the same thing. Um, so as an example, uh, I was on an eight city speaking tour and uh, I was introduced to a guy who booked for the War Room Mastermind. That's with Roland Frazier, Ryan Dice. It's a, it's a high level group. And for one, let's talk about what made this happen. One, it was a warm intro. One of my friends, Cap Merritt of Revealed Films, uh, drug me and a guy named Steve Harwood across a small cocktail party to meet each other, met for just a few minutes, like two or three minutes of small talk, got the contact info, booked a call. So number one was that warm intro. Uh, number two, my goal was to speak at War Room. And so we jump on the call and Steve's like, how's it going? And, and I said, uh, I'm doing great. I got my morning run in, feeling good with the California fresh air. Also on this speaking tour, Mike Keenig's just had me speak at the Wizard Academy. Joe Polish the next week wanted me to speak at the Genius Network. My client Alaric Heck is having me speak to 120 of his high ticket folks in Austin. From there, I'm going to the Flight Club Mastermind with Glenn Ledwell. And, and Steve interrupts. He's like, dude, you should speak at the final war room. And I'm like, great idea. <laughs> great idea. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's taking your wins and momentum and planting them at the very top of the call. And here's why. If you'd never met me and that's the first thing you hear, do you feel you still need to vet me? Not at all. <laughs> Right. We've checked that box. It's not like, who is this? Is this worth my time? What do they have going on? That box is checked. And I'm also demonstrating momentum. This isn't some anomaly. This is something I do all the time. So let's back this up to someone who's who's brand new. So um, I have a client who's transitioning from being a chiropractor full-time to running online programs. He's done one pilot group um, and He's been on one podcast and he's got a, a new group he is spinning up. Um, and he he just had a, a, a new baby like three or four days ago. So what could he do at the top of one of these calls? He could say, you know, if I ask how he's doing, he could go, I, I'm great. I've been transitioning from helping thousands of clients in my chiropractic practice and uh, I'm wanting to serve more people. So I'm taking that online. I've run a pilot group um, of the eight people in that group. They all lost an average of 28 pounds and have revitalized their, their energy and focus. So they're super pumped. Um, I'm learning to JV because I'm filling another group starting um, in mid-January. And I'm super pumped because I, I just had a new baby. So super excited about that. How are you? So He's simply taking what's going on in his world. I, I should have also thrown in, he was just on Sasha and Patel's podcast. 
Um, but you're taking those wins and front loading them in the conversation because it's checking those boxes of authority and momentum while planting the seed for the outcome of the call later. So good. Like so ridiculously good. And like, even, even go back, like Charles is clearly a master of his craft. Like listen to like the beginning when he said, like, I've just, I booked two to six per week or whatever. So like he could have just gotten off a call. And I think that was actually, when I heard you say this on another podcast, I immediately was like, oh my God, that's exactly what he did when I was on the call with him. And it worked so well. Cause I think you and I talked right after you booked that integration partnership with the author and you were like i just landed the biggest deal of my career i'm like that's freaking awesome <laughs> so i love that well man charles our time is absolutely flowing i want to be respectful of your time so um maybe can we squeak in like one more and then we'll start to wrap things up yeah that sounds great okay um this one is super small but super powerful and i've i've done this myself and and you gave me even more permission to do it at a at a greater level uh another very easy thing that someone can apply um the power of the ping we'd love for you to share what that is and how people can use that oh sure so i'll give a, a little bit of context i i was at an event many years ago and was syncing up with uh, an industry friend and we talked for like 2 plus hours and as that conversation was winding down, he's like, if I ever come to mind, just ping me. And I remember my mental reaction. I'm like, well, what if you're at dinner or in a webinar or like that just felt weird. Um, and then I was like, sure, I'll just start doing that all the time. So when people come to mind, they're coming to mind for a reason. Uh, maybe you just talked to one of their friends. Maybe you booked uh, a trip to the city they live in. Maybe you saw them on a podcast or something. They're, they're coming to mind for a reason. So when they come to mind, just ping them. That means shoot them a text, send them an email, send them a voice memo. And the reason is, is it builds and develops a relationship over time. And it always spins up new opportunities. I'll, I'll give an example of uh, one of my clients who I helped generate 1.5 million dollars in about six months uh, learning how to JV. Um, I got a new camera. He's into tech and crazy uh, mics and cameras and switchers and all of that. I, I got a new camera and I sent him a little video like, hey, I got this new thing. Check it out. And his reply was, that's super cool. Hey, I'm doing this uh, embedded partnership like you taught me with Roland Frazier, John Asraf, Blue and Barry, Kevin Harrington. Uh, love to have you be part of it. Like, I didn't ping him trying to land a deal. I pinged him to just check in. And that keeps you top of mind. It keeps a relationship progressing instead of the opposite, where you hear from people two or three years later and they're asking for a favor. That's a very different feeling. It's the one, one type of behavior people pick up on the first ring. The other type of pay, uh, behavior, you wonder why people won't call you back. It's, are you providing more value mm -hmm. um, in your interactions than uh, seeking something? So this builds and grows relationships over time. So you truly are in each other's corner and looking out for each other. Uh, versus only pinging them when you have a, a launch or promo coming up. 
So, so good. I, I, I say that now I sound like a broken record because I've said that every time you finished speaking, but I would just, just, I would encourage you to do that today because you're probably, you listening, like you probably, you're probably going to think of someone today instead of just thinking about them. Why don't you just shoot them a text or voice or video is something I've done. Like, and you know, I think lots of people think they have to have them perfect too, especially if you're doing a video or a voice, but I've literally done it where <laughs> the, the, the weirdest examples come into mind. I shot Hal Elrod uh, a video. I was on a run like shirtless and I like was thinking about him, but I like pulled out a video. I'm like, Hey, Hal thinking about you, blah, 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 blah. Sorry for the shirtless video. But like, he got back. He's like, Hey, Hey, dude, I love it. <laughs> so it's like, I think sometimes those like really natural organic, like you going about your day, like those, those are the things that people think they need to have them perfect when in reality, that's exact opposite. So there's some more homework for you today is the next time you think about someone shoot a voice message, shoot a video or shoot a text. If you're not comfortable with sending a shirtless picture to someone <laughs> uh, and, and uh, you'll see all the good things that come from it. So man, Charles, this has been so much fun. Uh, I love to ask like one concluding question that I ask all my guests and then we can find out more of everything that you're up to and where people can find out. But I would love to know, Charles, what does happiness mean for you today? What is Charles, Charles Bird's definition of what happiness means? Uh, happiness to me means having a, a balanced and fulfilled life. So that uh, primarily starts with the quality of my relationships with my family, with my kids. Um, it's my relationship with my health and fitness and sleep. Um, because having, um, having the fundamentals in place is the core to build from. So if you're getting enough sleep, if you're spending quality time with your family and, and everyone's, you know, enjoying that everything else you do is a bonus because you've already succeeded. Um, and it also empowers you to be better at all of those things. Cause if, if you're constantly in grind mode, sacrificing relationships, uh, you may feel like you're getting ahead, but you're getting out of balance and it will come back. Now, of course, there's seasons in, in life, but what makes me happy is very strong quality relationships, being very present within them, uh, watching out for my health, guarding my sleep as much as possible, and uh, working out every day and uh building great relationships on the way couldn't help it it was it was rhyming i had to go with it <laughs> i love it beautiful mic drop won't add anything else to that except if somebody's been listening and they're like oh my god this is absolutely incredible i need to figure out where i can get me some more charles bird where can they find out more about the stuff that you're up to and and all that good stuff sure you can pop over to charlesbird.com b-y-r-d uh website has info there. There's a link to book uh, a call through there um, and, and different assets and resources. So yeah, I uh, like Brandon's encouraging you to do, just start reaching out to people. I'll, I'll find I'm not even done brushing my teeth and I've texted two people. I, I, I don't even think about it. Like, um, And on those morning runs, I'm sending at least two, three or more uh, video or audio messages right there. So you can be, uh, it's easy to think I'm too busy to, to do that. Uh, the trick is you're fitting it in when you're um, doing other things or you're batching it. Like the the last day of the year, I, I sent out a handful of personal videos to folks just to wish them a happy new year. And um, so I did all of those in, in one shot. And so you can get a rhythm for doing them that way or kind of fit them in in between other things you're doing, but 
yeah, Brandon, it's been a, a pleasure. Thank you for dropping all the value bombs. I would highly recommend everyone go check out Charles' site. We'll have that linked up in the show notes. Uh, as a side note, I did look you up on YouTube. You are not a UFC fighter. There's another Charles Bird UFC fighter out there. So that's not the Charles Bird, even though that would be awesome. Uh, maybe we got to get some videos of you skateboarding or something up on YouTube so people can see that. But go check out Charles' site. And uh, I just want to have a quick conversation with you listening. And I just want to say you could be listening to any other podcast. You could be doing anything. But you chose to be here right now with us. And I'm so grateful for that. And the the ask, the favor that I have of you is... Podcasts have absolutely changed my life. And I, I I say this at the end of every episode, but I just want to say it with so much sincerity. There is something in here today, words that have been spoken that can absolutely change someone's life. You can share this episode and it'll change the direction of conversations. If you've been a longtime listener, you've heard me bring on people that have made an impact on my life because of something I heard on a podcast. And so you have that power right now, whether it was just something that made you smile to, to maybe you're a, a, a skateboarder yourself and now you have a, a, a fellow skateboarding friend, or maybe it was the work from warm insight or the, the ways that you can reach out to people on Zoom or the small talk is the big talk. There's so many things in here that Charles packaged so beautifully that can make a difference in someone's life. So would just really, really uh, appreciate it if you could share this message with someone. You don't know what that could do in the world. So I appreciate you so much for listening. And Charles, any final things you want to say before I head off today? Oh, I, I've just appreciated watching uh, you grow and and so much synergy in the way we work and think. And it's just been a pleasure being on the show to uh, share with your folks. Appreciate it, Charles. We'll talk to you very soon, my friend.